0: God, uh, this morning we're happy to be together and uh, we're thankful that uh, we have You, Lord. And uh, uh, this world is a painful place. Uh, you've told us that in Your Word. Sin was introduced uh, into the world. That was our choice. And and uh, uh, You made a way for us through Your Son. And so, this morning, God, uh, as we talk about You and Your things, let us find peace and comfort and hope and trust that uh, only comes from You, God, and, and it'll last through all of eternity. We're thankful for that, God. And so so help us today, Lord. You know the needs of the ones that are here. So open up our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about trust and what we see in God's Word about trust. And you may have seen the title for the message today is um, Who Can We Trust? We, we think about that. Who can we trust? If you were here last week, we talked about hope. And uh, we learned that Jesus is the hope for all people. In God the Father, we find hope. In the Word of God, the Bible. and the Spirit of God, the promise of Heaven. All of these things is where our hope is invested. But if we look to these hopeful things of God, we must also trust that God will bring these things to be just as He has promised. And trust cannot be separated from hope. Trust is where we find peace and comfort. When we have trust and hope, even when things are painful and hard, we can have peace and comfort and calm when things aren't going the best and and we're, we're living that out today but if I ask you who you trust I would get many different answers and some conversations if we had time would sound probably like this I would hear things like this or you would hear things like this I trusted this person and this is what happened or maybe I trusted them and then everything changed We would hear things like that. Or, the only person I ever thought I could trust no matter what did this and trust was broken. Or maybe, I found out if you think you can trust someone, just wait and that will change. Um, We could go on, but you see my point and and some of you may be dealing in the reality of broken trust. Right now, today, it hurts when trust is broken and we feel violated in a relationship, doesn't it? We've had that happen. Nod your, nod your head if you know what we're talking about. We do. Life teaches us that. <clears throat> I've heard people say, uh, I don't even trust myself. I'll bet many of you have heard this too. And the, if we were honest, um, we would understand that we struggle with being trustworthy because we're broken by sin. That's the cause. Easy to see what, that others are not trustworthy, right? It's easy to see that they're not. But what about us? Who would have a story of us not being trustworthy? Ouch. I don't want to look at myself, do I? And you know what? God can. God can look at everyone that is sitting here and He can look as He looks down at the globe and He could think, I can't trust Him. He could think that. But through His Son Jesus, He wants to find trust in us too that we will trust Him and He can count on us to be the way He wants us to be too. Even though we fail at that, God is kind and gracious to us. um, But the the brokenness that we find in sin, uh, Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah uh, 17, verse 7, records it very well. It says, blessed, uh, um, excuse me, in verse 9, I mean, it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? See, God understands that our hearts have a, problem. We have a heart condition, don't we? And uh, um, But the fact of the matter is, if we place our trust in other people, we're going to be disappointed and we can understand that because life teaches us that. Um, for the good and the bad both. Now, I'm going to pretty quick here I got some scriptures that I wanna look at about trust but as as I was going through that let's take a little trip down history lane about trust and trusting in God. And I printed this off the United States Treasury Department website. Okay, so that this is where this document come from. You could go home today and find the same document. And I'm gonna read just little part of it, you can see it's two pages of stuff here. Um, The motto, In God We Trust, was placed on United States coins largely because of the increased religious sentiment existing during the Civil War. Secretary of Treasure Salmon Chase received many appeals from devout persons throughout the country urging that the United States recognize the deity on United States coins. <clears throat> from Treasury Department records, it appears that the first such appeal came in a letter dated November 13, 1861. It was written to Secretary Chase by Reverend M. R. Watkinson, Minister of the Gospel from Ridleyville, Pennsylvania, and it read, in part, I'm going to read part of this, says, Dear Sir, You are about to submit your annual report to Congress respecting the affairs of the national finances. One fact touching our currency has hitherto been seriously overlooked. I mean the recognition of the Almighty God in some form on our coins. That's in part what this minister wrote to Secretary Chase. So... As a result, Secretary Chase instructed James Pollock, the Director of the Mint in Philadelphia, to prepare a motto in a letter dated November twentieth, 1861. Here's what he says, and this is a, a quote, what Chase tells the Director of the Mint. Dear Sir, no nation can be strong except in the strength of God Or safe except in his defense, the trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. You will cause a device to be prepared without unnecessary delay with a motto expressing in the fewest and tersest words possible this national recognition. Good stuff, huh? It was found that the Act of Congress dated 18, uh, January 18th, 1837, described the mottos and devices that should be placed upon the coins of the United States. This meant that the mint could make no changes without the enactment of additional legislation by Congress. In December 1863, the director of the mint submitted designs for new one-cent coin, two-cent, three-cent coin to be to Secretary Chase for approval. He proposed that upon the designs, either our country, our God, or God, comma, our trust should appear as a motto on the coins. In a letter to the Mint director on December 9th, 1863, Secretary Chase stated, and I quote, I approve your mottos only suggesting that on that with the Washington obverse, which is the face of the coin, the motto should begin with the word our so as to read our God and our country and on that with the shield it should be declared so to read in God we trust. The Congress passed the act April 22nd 1864. Um, Maybe some of you knew that. I didn't. Uh, uh, But that's interesting and it it makes me happy that uh, a reverend wrote to the secretary and they paid attention and then here we are this many years later. So that gives you some history on that. Now, that was just for free. so. we're going to get back to what you're paying me to do, right? <laughs> anyhow, sorry about that. Um uh, here's some scriptures. Tammy's going to put some scriptures up here. I have nine different scriptures in talking about trust and the reason we're not going to go back and forth in our bibles, uh, I I don't want you to get caught up in the distraction of uh, turning back and forth. So, uh English Standard Version, just like I'd be reading out of the Bible here in your pew Bibles, but we're going to read it up here where you can see it. And this is out of Psalms 22. In you our fathers trusted, they trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. Psalms 31, but I trust in You, O Lord. I say, You are my God. Um, One of the things that uh, we declare here very often is who our God is. Because there's many gods out there in the world, little g. And um, our God is the one God. Our Creator. The One who has always been and who always will be. Psalm 56, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in You. In God whose Word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? You know, I guarantee you there are God's people in Ukraine right now that they're upset, they're shook up and stuff, but you know what? They're not afraid because they have God. They have a relationship with Jesus in their life. Isn't that neat to think that no matter how things get, we don't have to be afraid. We can be worried and we can have moments of doubt and fears and stuff, but we don't have to fear what's ahead because we have God and we can trust in Him. Psalms uh, 112, He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Um... Do you fear bad news? <clears throat> you know, I can look around here and I know some of the stories of things that's happened. We get a phone call and, and we, we got some bad news coming, right? When I worked at the sheriff's office and sometimes I would show up on somebody's porch and they open the door and they know it's bad news. I know how that works and it's not fun to be there, but to not have to be afraid of bad news because you know who's going to help us through no matter what happens? Our God is and our Savior. Proverbs 16. Whoever gives thought to the uh, Word will discover good and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. So, Some of the things, some of the peace and the comfort that we find is in God's Word. That's why we're using it today. That's the only reason I'm up here preaching to you today. I'm sharing God's Word with you. If I had to make a bunch of stuff up and try to sound like I know what I'm talking about, that would be scary, and it'd be even scarier for you guys. Um, Isaiah 12, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid for... The Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. Wow! Isn't that, isn't that good? Isn't that a scripture we can hang on to? Is that it? Oh, okay. Isaiah 26. Uh, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. See, when we when we call on uh, God and and we Trust in Him. That's where we find peace, comfort, and hope that we want to have, right? Yeah. That's, that's where it's at. Jeremiah, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. And then out of Matthew, it uh, says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? The reason I like that scripture, just look at the, look what that tells us. I mean, you might leave church today and be, hopefully, you'll be sitting around somewhere and you'll see a bird out there, and that bird is taken care of by God. He provides for them. But we're more important than the birds are, right? Some people think that uh, animals are more important than people in some ways, but, but and God created them and loves them and takes care of them. But what He's telling us is He does that, but how much more for His people? That's us. Man, good stuff there. But these are some of the Scriptures from God's Word that helps us find the trust that comes from God. A trust that is never violated, Never broken. The kind of trust that we long for. And I came across a quote from an article I was reading, and I want to share it with you. This guy's name is Pablo Diaz. And it says it boils down to this, faith is a belief system, trust is action. Faith is believing that God is who God says He is, and that what God can do, only God can do. But trust takes things a step further. It is making the willful choice to trust God will do what He promises. The head versus the heart. Don't you like that? And, and you see, trust, when we say we trust something and stuff, uh, uh, we put it into action. And I was thinking, one of the things that we do all the time and we don't really think about is in our driving. In our driving, there's a certain amount of trust involved, isn't there? That uh, people are going to stay on their side of the road or we trust ourself in the way that if somebody swerves in our lane, then I'm going this way. We think of things like that, so there's trust involved. If that didn't happen, we, you know, if we just looked at all the things that happened tragically with vehicle accidents all over the world, we would just stay home and not drive, right? So, but our trust causes us to take action, which is driving in itself. But we may have some of us who would say, I trusted God, but He let me down. Have you ever heard somebody say something like that? Have you ever felt that way? I have. I've felt that way. I admit it. And uh, uh, those times can be confusing. And God is kind and He's loving and He's patient. And uh, He can handle us questioning Him on things like that. Like, God, why did You let this happen? Here's what I did and then this happened. And why did, why did that happen? Well, we don't have to fear when we're talking to God in ways like that. Don't be afraid to talk it out with God in your prayers to Him. That's not going to jerk Him off of His throne. If you or I are mad at Him and don't understand something and question Him and stuff, He has the answers, but He's not going to be taken from His throne because of what we're thinking and feeling. And and most of the time what happens is later on, We come to that understanding. But God gets the blame for lots of things because we don't want to take responsibility for ourselves. And I think of this uh, um, scripture in Proverbs 19 and uh, verse 3 says, When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. You know, have you ever been mad at God or maybe was around somebody else that was mad at God and thought they got a raw deal or whatever it was and really God would say, um, sorry, but ABC here, you know, you brought this on. Because, <clears throat> uh, uh, That would be the answer for us many times. And so, think about that when you're working through, maybe you feel like God has let you down or you trusted Him and something happened that uh, you don't understand. We're in a broken world and we chose sin and we have a Savior to help us through it, but also there's consequences of sin. Uh, Turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, we're going to look at a a story from the Bible that helps us to understand trust. But before we read this, let me give you a little background. I did a little paragraph here that will kind of give some context to what we wouldn't have time to be able to read here together. Um, This is what Jesus was doing. He was with His disciples along the shore beside the Sea of Galilee, teaching the crowds of people. Jesus and the disciples get into a boat and cross the Sea of Galilee to the other side. In the crossing of the Sea of Galilee, there was a very violent storm and the disciples thought they were going to die and Jesus was asleep. They wake Jesus up and He calms the storm. On the other side of the Sea of Galilee, they get out. Jesus heals a demon possessed man um, sending the evil spirits uh, because there was many legions of demons in this man into a herd of pigs. They ran down the hill into the sea and they all drowned. The pigs did. Jesus got into the boat again and crossed over to the other side. There was a great crowd of people gathered around Him. One of the religious leaders from the synagogue, a man named Jairus, asked Jesus to come heal his 12-year-old daughter that was sick and dying. So, here's where we pick up. Jesus is on his way with a crowd of people following. They're going to go to the house of Jairus, this religious leader. So pick up in Mark chapter 5. Hopefully you have your Bible there. And starting in verse 24 now, listen to what we read. And he went with him. And the great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all she had and was no better Go in peace and be healed of your disease. The reason um, I like this, it's a wonderful story. The, The woman had suffered much for 12 years and was worse. She had spent all she had, it said, on trying to get well. And I would say that she had hoped that the doctors could help her, and it didn't happen, and she just got worse. She hears about Jesus because everyone was talking about Him and she thinks, if I can get close enough to touch His clothing, I will be healed. And yes, that's what happened to her. She could feel immediately the healing take place in her body. And uh, Jesus tells her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Jesus mentioned her faith, but also she sought Him out and reached out and touched Him. She trusted Jesus could help her and He did. Now, uh, interesting, in chapter 6, verse 56, this is jumping ahead. Just listen to what's going on and uh, um, think about this. And wherever He came, and they're talking about Jesus, in villages, cities, or countryside. They laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as, as many as touched it were made well. Um, isn't that cool? Uh, uh, I just happened to be reading ahead, just reading and came across that and I couldn't help but think, it, it, did the lady start that? process. You know because people were touching him but in this account here you read the story and then later people were thinking if I can just get close enough to touch him. Well you know what? Um, Jesus is close enough for us to touch him. And uh, he can reach out and he can heal us. He can heal us spiritually and physically too many times, but uh, um, He's available to all of us. The, the same, That's what I like about that story of this lady. It is a picture of who Jesus is and what He can do if we do the little bit that we need to do. Look at all the suffering and expenditures she did going to doctors. But all that she had to do was reach out and touch Jesus and things changed for her. Wow. I need that. You need that. We all know people that need that. They need that change that Jesus brings. And I would ask us, all of us, have you, and that includes me, trusted Jesus? Uh, um, what, What have you trusted Him in or with? We can trust Him. Do we let Him be trusted? It's an action like when the woman reached out to Jesus and was healed. Now as the worship team comes, I want us to know, they're going to come up here, and I want us to know that we can trust God. We can trust Jesus our Savior. We can trust the Word of God to help us understand the story about Jesus that's recorded here in God's word that's what we've been doing today and what he has done for us and we can reach out to him and find peace and comfort now i know everybody here wants peace and comfort you know um even usually miss america wants peace right yeah and comfort so We're no different than Miss America in some ways, right? (laughs) But healing from our hurts, our habits, and our hang-ups. Jesus can do that for us. So will you pray with me, please? Father, um, we are thankful, God, uh, what You have done for us through Your Son, Jesus. And we can just say thank you. And God, uh, all of us have hurts and, and needs and wants in our life. God, and, and uh, uh, many of us might feel that there's nobody that we can trust. And then we um, see Your Word and we know and understand and can remember that, uh, God, You're trustworthy. You've always been trustworthy. We're the ones that are broken and, and have a hard time being trustworthy, but not you. And so help us, God, and help us in our our uh, confusion and our unbelief and uh, the things that we fall down in. God, help us in that. And we know that your Son, Jesus, uh, can take care of our sins and help us in our hurts and our habits, hang-ups, things that life gives us uh, uh, a lot of pain with Lord and so we can ask you for that and uh, we know that you love us and you understand us you have made us God and it's in your son Jesus name we pray amen